Hello again, welcome to another edition, another exciting edition of the Brattlecast. I'm Jordan Rich, and here with me today, as always, is Ken Gloss, the owner-operator of the fabulous Brattle Bookshop in Boston on West Street. Ken, first of all, you look chipper. Everything going well, I assume? Well, everything is going well. We're getting through everything. There are challenges with the, the virus. Business is definitely off somewhat, but uh, we're getting through it, and we're healthy. That's the and important thing. if we're thing. healthy, everything's fine. Same wish goes to everyone listening and their family and friends. Well, we thought we'd now start a new series of programming by asking questions that come into you uh, via email and so forth and having you answer them on the podcast. So if you're ready, I've got the first question to unveil. I'm more than ready. Okay. An antique dealer who goes to many estates wants to know what to look for in a book collection. The dealer said usually books are difficult to deal with and a pain in the blank. With that said, the person did not want to pass on something good. So any reaction to that comment? Well, I I think one of the reactions that I have to that is, first of all, it's almost a question. This is an antique dealer. Other people who run into that in a professional basis would be auctioneers. Or also, there are a lot of people nowadays who assist people moving, um, move coordinators, especially helping uh, older generations. They they will come in and they will uh, organize between the family, tell you what to take, where to go, how to uh, deal with your property. But part of that usually also determines, uh, you know, what to dispose of after you've decided what you're taking. Right. So. One of the reasons I liked the question was uh, it's sort of an all-encompassing. And it's not quite as simple, but I can tell you a few things that I think that uh, I would uh, suggest looking for uh, initially or the type of questions I would ask someone in that position, whether it's an individual, a professional antique dealer, or so on. Uh, The first question I'd ask is, how many books? And the second question I'd ask, what kind? And very commonly, the answer we get initially to that is, how many books? A lot. (laughs) What kind of books? All kinds, fiction and nonfiction, which, of course, tells you almost nothing. But but then you you ask it and you say, well, about how many books? Is it 50, 100, 500, 1,000, 5,000? It just gives some sort of perspective of what we're looking for. And then the second question many times is a very important one is, is there any particular focus to the collection? Uh, Is there an area or a field or something Mm. that the person was particularly interested in? Because if a person tends to have uh, a few hundred books or even less than that, but have a lot of books on one subject, one area, one field, it's not something they casually went to the uh, sale tables at Barnes and Noble or maybe at Walmart and just picked up good reading. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But if they have, let's say, 50 books on old time radio, or they have 100 books on the history of Boston, or maybe they have 500 books on uh, steamships and uh, in the great era of the steamship period, or the gold rush, mm. usually that's more than casual. And by the nature of that type of collecting, the books tend to be a little bit more scholarly, a little bit more specific, uh, and and you get 
a collection that other people might be more likely to be interested. So the advice is for the person who owns these books and might want to deal with someone, uh, take a look at what you have in stock and, and try to describe it well enough in precise terms so that somebody might be interested? Well, even in general terms, because in most cases, when someone calls with this type of question, it's not the person who collected the books. In other words, the person who actually collected the books, they might know every single book. They might know what's on every page in the book. And, and actually, in that case, you might get too much information. <laughs> because many times people love their books so much that they want to tell you about every single one of them. And that can be a long, drawn-out process, especially if the person likes to talk. But usually this is a person who is either related or being called in and really don't know the collection. And, and I tell people, be general. In other words, I'm not, when I ask how many, I don't expect anyone to get back to me, well, we have 962 books. It's, is it 500? Is it 1,000? General terms. Mm -hmm. And if someone says, oh, gee, it looks like there's a lot of books on art, or there are a lot of books on history, I might say, well, that's a big deal. Oh, they said, oh, it's all on Napoleonic history or the American Revolution. So that gives me some sense. The other question that I a lot of times will ask, do you know if anything is in, in this is rare? I mean, sometimes you look at the books and you see something in, in, or the person who owned them has left a note. The more you tell me, the mm. better it is. Some people sort of, they try to hold it back and uh, say, well, let's see what they have to say. And no, it's much easier to uh, let someone know. When, when we're looking in going, the other thing that's become very easy nowadays, and this is probably one of the things that uh, bottom line makes the world easier. 25, 30 years ago, people would send long lists, the title, the author, the publisher, the date, maybe the illustrator, and you'd get a list of 200, 300, 400. Well, first of all, it takes forever. What's so much easier nowadays is if the books are on shelves or if they're in boxes with the spine up, just snap a picture. <laughs> yes, of uh, course. Email it. And actually, that gives us a lot more information than the book itself on a list because then we can actually see what edition it is. We can see what the condition is. We can get an idea of the overall uh, aspect of it. And then I've had some people say, well, gee, but a lot of the books is signed. You can't see that from the spine. Simple answer to that is get the signed ones, put them on one shelf, take a picture of that shelf, and tell us in picture number 23, every book is signed. Great idea. So that's sort of the beginning, that's sort of the beginning process. Another thing that a lot of times comes up in this when we're talking with either individuals or dealers or antique dealers who we haven't dealt with a lot, are we going to tell them the truth? You know, I mean, there's obviously a back and forth. Uh, I, you know, if it's something good, are we going to tell them because we would uh, make, uh, you know, a profit on it? And so what, what uh, happens in there uh, is I'll tell people, send it to me. We'll get, get a second opinion, get a third opinion. But what we can do is we can go through that uh, pictures or list and say the ones you want to pay attention to is this one or that one or that one. Don't worry about these. And so that also gets it to a degree. And my feeling is 
they say, well, gee, why are you doing this then? We're just giving, as long as it's verbal, if, if people want detailed written appraisals, that's a different story. But as long as it's verbal and information, my feeling is I'd rather give 10, 20, 30 people calling and encourage them to call all the information for free, even if they never follow up with us. If one or two or three out of those do, it, it's a way of getting people to call us. So books can be an incredible pain in the neck. Partly because they're heavy, <laughs> they a lot of them aren't terribly valuable. Uh, they have tremendous sentimental value, and people many times are concerned more that they go to a good place that they get used. Mm. And so, that's also one of the things we can help people with. But uh, then the other question comes up: Is okay? You walk into a house and you're that antique dealer. And you see there are beautiful leather bindings on the shelves. You see that there are big, huge folio books. I mean, large things, maybe from the 15, 1600s. Okay, immediately they know there's value, but how much value is there? And uh, that can be a really tricky question too. And again, calling in an expert. One of the other things that I think that we're good at is... I don't need to know everything. I mean, I'll repeat this many times. I don't need to know everything about books. As a matter of fact, it would be impossible. And if I did, I think it would get very boring. I mean, mm -hmm. if you know everything. But what all you need to know is who to call. So there are some libraries when you start first determining, either from the photos or the conversation, that the books are valuable and what type of books they are and what subject they are. A lot of times I can call somebody else in and we can work as a team. I mean, uh, I got a call recently. Someone had over a thousand books on conchology, which is shells, the history of seashells. I will admit I am not an expert on seashells, but we knew these were valuable. There were some books in there worth twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a piece. But I had an, an expert who knew that field intimately. We called them in. So we work together. Also, I recently uh, had someone who had a whole album of autographs. I mean, some going back to Alexander Hamilton, Abraham Lincoln. Mm. Uh, a few of them I thought were a little bit questionable whether they actually were the signatures. So again, I have people who I call in on that. So we can get a whole team together, not only for our own purposes, but to help everybody uh, involved. And one of the things I think an advantage for me is the antique dealer who asked this question, I can tell them, I can pull together all the people who really know that information. Whereas for them to do it, it might be uh, weeks of even searching for the right person. You have over the years created quite a network and you do advise and work with many antique dealers, I take it. Oh, many antique dealers, auctioneers, mm. other book dealers, uh, because also what happens on the other end of things when uh, someone calls is, let's say that collection that since I brought it up, that collection on conchology. Well, there's a thousand books. The, the person who I know who is the expert on that, or even if it was an auction, the, out of the thousand books, there were probably 20 or 30 that were really rare, valuable books that almost anybody would be interested in and can be appraised. 
but there's that leaves for another 970 books <laughs> that might be good books, but not that high price. Not in it. There's a whole different way of selling used books as opposed to rare books. So sometimes I'll get called in by the antique dealer, the auctioneer, and they're saying to the client, if they get called in first, we want these 30, but we can't deal with the rest of them. That we just they're not high enough price for us. And the person says, Yeah, that's great, except we want them all out of the house. We're moving, we've got to clear it out. We don't want to deal with books anymore. So many times I'll get called in by the same people I call in and they'll say, look, we're working on this. Can we do it together? Can you deal with the volume? So what might be a simple pain in the neck, the other, the other thing that I always tell people when you're trying to figure things out, the more valuable it is, the more options you have. In other words, if you have a book collection that's worth a million dollars, there are a lot of people who would be more than willing to help and work with you. Uh, and you could probably call every auction gallery, every dealer in, everybody, and everybody will be interested. But if let's say you have that thousand books and it's worth a total of a few hundred dollars, your options go down a lot because just the time involved in dealing with a thousand books uh, is very time consuming, moving them. Uh, so there are a lot of things involved, but I'd say that the one thing is call someone who knows what they're doing and someone who's you get along with and willing to help. And I'm willing to do it, even if there's nothing that's going to come of it, because my look at look on it is long term and uh, working with people over a long, long term is good. I've had many people, even uh, private or antiquers, call me in. We've worked together, nothing special happened. But then the fifth time they called me in, or their other antique dealer, they said, well, we called in this person, they were helpful. And so building up those business relationships or the person next door to someone's house has the good library. And someone says, yeah, they, they were nice. So it's a, and I can keep going on with the answer, but. I'd say the first thing, sort of recounting, probably the essentials of this is get a sense of how many books, just a ballpark. Is there a subject area or field that seems that the person was particularly interested in? Is there information left behind that somebody who knows, who knew what was doing, was mm -hmm. there any type of paperwork, appraisals, receipts that would help you? And then probably the last thing is anyone that you're calling or getting in touch with, pictures are so much easier than everything else. And nowadays with digital cameras, they can easily be sent out and uh, you'll know really quickly. Wow. And, and so that's, that's the basic advice. And, and I really understand when antique dealers get called in and they're not used to carrying a thousand books out of a fifth floor walk up on a hot day. Why, unless it's really, really <laughs> something, they want to have someone else deal with it. And so pretty, pretty soon you're going to have to release that workout video, you and your team with huge muscles lifting those boxes. I think that's the next step. <laughs> uh, 
Putin knows me well. He knows those huge muscles. I can see them on my screen uh, every single time. Well, that's great. I'm sure the antique dealer (laughs) is is happy with that answer. And and a lot of other people got a lot of information. And by the way, we're going to be doing more of this, taking questions from folks and and addressing them on the podcast. You can go to brattlebookshop.com, of course, find out all kinds of cool stuff, but also connect with Ken and send your questions in. So uh, more questions as we approach our 100th podcast coming up, sir. So congratulations. Well, it's going and it's been great doing them with you. But I will say when people send in questions, we'll answer all of them. Some of them might be more appropriate in a general term for doing broadcasting, but some of them are very, very specific. And we'll definitely get back to them on that. uh, And we're happy to do it. Again, brattlebookshop.com. We'll see you next time on the Brattlecast. 